there, Wolf friends. It is Catherine Weigel with a little check-in before we get started with the episode. So we recorded this lovely episode on boundaries and gave up to eight, maybe 25 different examples <laughs> of setting yeah. great boundaries and realized that this was like a double-stuffed episode of We Only Look Thin little bit long, so we decided we are going to cut it into two episodes. So we're going to give you the first bunch of tips uh, in this one, and then we're going to kind of end abruptly. And then next week, we will give you the rest of the episode. So enjoy all of this double-stuffed information, uh, and uh, we look forward to checking in with you again at the end. Here, Absolutely. Here you go. Here you go. Welcome to another limitless episode of We Only Look Thin. I am your vigorous host, Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds, and I have kept it off for about five and a half years. And with me, as always, is my vim-filled and vigorous co-host and wife, <laughs> Catherine Weigel. I'm going to apologize to everyone for this vigorous uh, opening. <laughs> I have a vigorous opening. That doesn't sound good. Hi, I'm Catherine Weigel. I have lost over 100 pounds, kept it off for over six years. Yeah. I am a Tiny Habit certified coach. I am a Thrive Global certified coach. And I have raised the ire of my co-host, <laughs> Donald Weigel, by a setting no, my my, my ire is low. I have uh -oh. low ire. Uh -oh. no, none at all. No, Catherine, before, before the show up. started, she said I should open the show. And then I did, <laughs> and she hated everything I said. So we had to do it again. She it, said I was very low-key and he needed was to wishy-washy. I needed to bring it up a notch. He, so I brought yeah. it up several notches. I'm sorry. I feel like if anyone wants to be our producer, to be our middle person <laughs> to negotiate in these trying times of podcasting. Why have you and your wife uh, stay together for so long? Well, mostly spite. I just <laughs> I just do things. I, I, get, I get excited and enthusiastic out of spite. So here's the thing, though, and this is something we're going to learn as we go through this episode, Yeah, is that we can assert boundaries. Oh, yeah. I asserted my boundary, which was that I needed more vim and vigor <laughs> in the opening. Yeah. You, with your eyes and tone, said yes, and then you gave me more vim uh, aggressively a little bit. <laughs> And now I passive this is our, aggressively gave you what you asked but for. But you're responsible for you, yeah, and that's I'm true. responsible for me. You no, could have said, "Hey," true. you could have said, "You could have said things like buzz off or kiss my grits," <laughs> and kept going. But you decided yeah. to re-record, and now we've learned a lesson, and we're going to teach all of you a lesson today. We're going to teach you people a lesson. <laughs> So lesson buckle up, buttercups. On this episode, this went sideways, but I'm looking forward to seeing how we recover, aren't you, Donald? I am, and I'm going to uh, <laughs> I'm going to pause and reflect for a moment. And you know, people think he's looking out like a window. Yeah, it's no, like I'm very like trying wistful. to put a, w a wistful look on my face as if uh, this was on video. Uh, you know, people. Oftentimes, they just want to find like a plan that works. Just give me the plan. 
Just tell me what to do. And, you know, losing weight isn't just that. What? Or or they're like, you know what? You know what I really need? I just need some recipes. Yeah. Like, I just need the right recipes, and then I can do this. But But you're not a robot, and this is not like a paint-by-numbers situation. And saying just do it to somebody like has never worked like no. with all due respect to nike like they make <laughs> all due respect they make good products <laughs> do they <laughs> but but just do it is not no that's like, reductive yeah it's like oh just do it just it's like do this idea that like if you just you know oh wait i should just do it oh oh i haven't thought if of you that just want it enough you will figure it out like having a podcast for five years just do a podcast let's just do it if if donald didn't know how to electricity we would not have a podcast yes I've said i know that before i know how to electricity <laughs> good job and he also knows how to google on the google internets i do and I, in my spare time, I often try and, and read about uh, self improvement and uh, and you know things that might aid in weight loss and fitness. And an important component that that we don't talk about that we society, um, Catherine and I talk about it all the time. Oh, we but, talk about it. We talk about everything. Society, I I think that there are many, many, many weight loss professionals. Probably most of them. Don't talk about a lot of the things that that are really key. It's it's not just about counting calories and getting you know going to the gym or often getting more exercise, which you know those are obviously the actions that you need to take to make it happen. But that things like setting boundaries are not really discussed about why they're so important in in set you know hitting a health and fitness goal. What does that have to do with my macros? <laughs> Well, let me tell you, Jane. <laughs> one of Public, your one Janie of your Q macros Public. is boundaries. Yeah, and so I came across this article. Going back to the things I do in my spare time, I came across an article. Fun stuff, yeah. like Looking up boundaries. Um, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of her name, but by Rachel Ann T. Melagrido, um, uh, from uh, Medical News Today, and then uh, a companion article, Eight Tips on Setting Boundaries for Your Mental Health, um, and that's from the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance by Mary Jane uh, Kopik. Um, and it, I think that it is, um, you know, again, something that we don't talk about enough is how setting boundaries plays into a health and fitness routine. So I think we should start by saying, what is a boundary? Webster's Dictionary defines a boundary as... Boundaries are limits a person sets based on what they consider acceptable, comfortable, and appropriate. Boundaries communicate people's needs and expectations from others. Boundaries help people maintain and navigate relationships. Like fences or borders, healthy boundaries define what is acceptable for a person and give them safety and control over their life. Well, and I think, too, the article goes on to say uh, that different societies have different types of cultural boundaries, uh, some things that might be okay, uh, like proximity, how close talking. Am I close talking right now? You're, like, yeah, you're, you're, that I'm microphone is very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortably yeah. close. <laughs> Even the... Microphone set a boundary with me? How yeah, dare it? Absolutely. It has no right to. It has but, personal boundaries. But like, okay, 
At the very least, you might uh, be a kind of person who gets in an elevator. And maybe you have boundaries around how close people stand to you or that weirdo that maybe faces in toward the elevator instead of facing out toward the door. You know, I have to confess that Uh-oh. when I was like a a like rebellious teen. Ah, oh, boy. And, uh, the bad. You get the real Donald Flagel e- on this Even probably podcast. up into my, my 20s, I would intentionally get an elevator elevators and face the wrong what way. What are you talking about? <laughs> How did that. I marry you? I used to do that all the did time. Did we not go into elevators? I, I guess we probably what, what's didn't. that about? Or that maybe your... I didn't do it when I was with people I knew. I just did what it What is strangers. happening? Yeah. How did I not know this? You're like Johnny Butt. Oh, believe me, I would never do it now. I, I would never do it now. That... But I, I thought it was hilarious when I was, that... when I was a, 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 basically a kid. <laughs> <laughs> when we got married in our twenties, so you were doing this well, I was, as a... it was I was in my late twenties. Wow. Okay. So this is I was a wizened old twenty eight. You were an old soul. Yeah. Very I was an old soul. Very old That's soul. Right. <laughs> but we have physical boundaries, obviously, which I'm just learning about with my husband of twenty five years. Of like, you know, like, oh, I don't like crowded spaces or I don't like heights or I don't like haunted houses. Oh, oh yeah. that's a boundary. I'm not gonna do that. Maybe your mosh pits I or love your haunted houses, by the do way. Do you like mosh pits? I, I used to really like mosh pits, but uh not so much now. Not so much anymore uh and it, it got a little much when people started moshing at like your on your at, head at, at, at like well no at like <laughs> not that i've ever been to one but like at taylor swift concerts like i would <laughs> i would go to like the jesus and mary chain which is like the most mellow you know band in the world and like a mosh pit would break out it's like what is happening right now <laughs> they're just trying to get out the energy donald yeah uh or like the running of the bulls that's a that's a, that's a boundary i'm not going to cross but those are obvious boundaries but the the boundaries of the mind are what we're going to talk about now sorry i was trying to make you laugh i was <laughs> drinking coffee and almost just like spit it all over the, the microphone. boundaries of the mind the boundaries of the mind <laughs> but like we okay boundaries ha 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 we put up a fence you got to keep out good neighbors or good fences or whatever that's fine but boundaries that uh we have with human people uh and with our time are really important and they are definitely things that we did not think about when we were trying to lose weight in the past like donald said in the past we just wanted the recipe we wanted the right ingredients and it turns out the biggest ingredient is our mindset is love is the friendships we made along the way. Yeah, but and you may be asking yourself, so what do boundaries have to do with health and fitness? And, you know, they're they're very important when it comes to all of the food pushers that you might have in your life. Or, you know, I have found that everyone, you know, if it comes up that you are on an exercise or diet plan, like everyone has an opinion about what you should be doing. And you know, people will invite you and sometimes repeatedly, if you're someone that people actually like, unlike <laughs> <laughs> if they want to spend time with you for I some reason. I can imagine reason, if you yeah, were a popular if, person. If, if you were one of those popular people I've seen on the CW, <laughs> um, it, they might invite you to indulgent food opportunities. And then, the you know, one of the ones that has been a recurring one in my life is the, is the like, come on, just one more drink. <laughs> Come on, just one more slice. Come on, what's one more going to hurt you? Come on, come on. And it's, 
that crowd uh, constantly. Well, and two, like beyond just the food pushing crowd, there is the whole like life crowd. The hey, you know what, Catherine, you're so good at projects like this. Why yeah. don't you like that? Being voluntold to do right, things, right? And being in a position as a, if you might see yourself as a people pleaser, you might not be pleasing uh, your own brain because you are compromising your values, your time. And you might just feel like uh, like a background actor in your own life, which is definitely something that I felt like. And as a background actor in my own life, I spent a lot of time with my uh, my my colleagues' uh, delicious food, which I put in my mouth yes. uh, to compensate for feeling like I was not really participating in my own life, but just a an accessory in someone else's. Yeah, and um, the you know just sort of recapping what was just said but if you overcommit and overvolunteer then you don't have enough time to work on yourself and i think a lot of times that what i used to do is to overcommit or overvolunteer so that i had an excuse not to yeah. Uh, and so learning how to set that boundary and just constantly being like, well, I have to do this thing and this thing, but it was something that I volunteered to do yeah. essentially, or that I, I brought upon myself. Another thing, you know, a reason that boundaries are important and you've talked about before is that people commenting on your food choices. Oh, for sure. I mean, no matter what I was doing, if I was on a weight loss plan for the last the 40 years probably of like, oh, are you going to eat all that? I thought you were on a diet. Oh, it, well, you don't seem busy to me. Like, oh, can't you just what? And feeling like I had to hide what I was doing and, you know, be ashamed of what I was doing just led me to have a poor sense of self. I didn't feel like I deserved to talk about what I needed in the world. And it ultimately, all of it led me to overeat. So in this episode, uh, like Donald said, in uh, the article that he found and then the subsequent article, they give a lot of suggestions on how to start building those boundaries and actually understanding the role that you play in advocating for yourself in your life. And so try and recognize the first step in this is recognizing the difference between a person who has healthy boundaries and a person who needs help building healthy boundaries. Right. So if we just said be good at boundaries. Right, <laughs> like right. I, I am not familiar with what those are. And a lot of times, uh, we're, so we're, we uh, generally invoke the we only look thin players, uh, just sort of play out <laughs> different roles for things. But the article starts out by talking about examples of good boundaries. I have an idea for the we only look thin players for the next episode, by the way. Oh, you do? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. fun. We'll take them out of retirement. <laughs> I do. Well, so yeah. you break the contract. That's right. The negotiations going on right now. So the article gives some definitive aspects or, or, uh, or attributes that someone with good boundaries has, but we're also going to frame it as something that can be learned and developed. Yeah, so a, the article says a person with healthy healthy boundaries communicates their needs and wants, values their own opinions, does not compromise on their values, and can say no to others and accepts other people's limits. Right. So that might all sound foreign to you. That just for me, I know it just was like, well, I guess people just do that, and I don't, I, I don't have the skills to do that, or I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So people like us, like me. Like Donald Weigel Jr., 
Weigel. Yes. Um. <laughs> Donald Weigel Jr. Weigel. That's my full so name. So nice. They named him twice. A lot of twice. people don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, they shortened it just for the whatever. <laughs> right, right. So if boundaries don't come naturally to you, like they don't come to me, uh, we can, the good news is we can learn how to communicate our needs and wants. We can take time to process our feelings and better understand ourselves. We can take time to develop and cultivate what we actually believe to be our values. A lot of Sometimes we just don't even think about that. And if we can't say no to others, we can develop tools and tips to put some space between uh, our words and our thoughts and give ourselves time to develop answers to people. And we can also learn to respect other people's limits. And this is a really big part of that because we, uh, I know for me, I would get angry when someone was like, well, it's easy for you to say, like, it's easy for you to say no, blah, and like right. be angry that other people know what they want. But it turns out that that is actually healthy and we can learn how to do that for ourselves as well. Yeah. And so um, ask yourself, what are some signs that a person needs to build healthy boundaries? And, and those signs include being dependent on other people's opinions, difficulty saying no to others' requests, fear of getting rejected, accepting disrespect or abuse, becoming over-involved in other people's problems, oversharing information, trouble accepting no from others, compromising one's opinions or values for others, and keeping others at a distance and avoiding intimacy. And, you know, th that's all from the article. And the the author also says, feeling responsible for other people's happiness, oh. feeling powerless, Having a weak sense of self also means that a person's boundaries are unhealthy. Yeah, no, and so much of that is true for me. Um, a, the, a few things just sort of looking at that, I came up with some some other ones too, of just that overall feeling like a doormat, like you're just, oh, fine, I'll just take it. I'm the one that everybody, you know, just steps on. Blah. Yeah. And that feeling like a victim is really real. And that thing about getting involved in other people's drama or issues, that was a really big one for me. I didn't feel like I had a choice. Like, well, I've got to step in. I'm only the only one who can do this. Well, like that is a really big sign. And some ones that I would add to that list also were just general feelings of resentment. This might be something that like if if you don't have great boundaries, you might be feeling that quite often. You might also have anxiety leading up to situations or interactions with certain people. You might dread texts, emails, or social situations involving certain people. Yeah. Am I attacking myself? Yes, I I, I feel like you just decided to describe me. <laughs> <laughs> as as you were writing whatever this is. Um, another one is counting the seconds until an interaction is over. Oh, yeah. I do that constantly. And a lot of that uh, – no, but a lot of that is like, okay, just like they're going to say the thing and I just need to hold my tongue and just not say anything and just wait for it to be over. Yeah. Um, that feeling drained from an interaction, those energy vampires – um, complaining about a person or a situation afterward. This was me. Like most of my time, there are, it turns out, fun fact, there are 168 hours in a week. I spend at least 162 of them complaining about other yeah. people. 
Yeah. Which is like not a great use of time. A lot of marinating and stewing in resentment. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. We talked a lot about uh, in a recent episode, maybe the most recent one about the ruminating, the difference yeah. between reflecting and ruminating that, and, you know, being, being stuck in that, that just over and over, like reliving those bad feelings instead of, instead of reflecting and learning from them. Exactly. Feeling trapped is another one. Like, oh my gosh, like maybe I should just move to California and marry Donald so that I don't have to answer telephone calls <laughs> from the person who just won't I get I thought you were going to say so you could feel even more trapped. <laughs> no, it's a very big state. Feels very comfy. And, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. Wide open spaces. Exactly. And also, I think the very biggest one for me was, and this might surprise you, so buckle up, but um, having revenge fantasies uh, was a really big one for me. That, like, they'll get theirs, or, like, if only, you know, maybe they'll get fired tomorrow, and then I won't have to deal with them. Like, oh, maybe I'll just move so we don't have to work with it. I'll unfollow them. I'll whatever. Like, those big ideas of, well, I'll just wait. 30 years for them to move away right? and then I'll deal with it or like and waiting for a circumstance to change that would really never happen. It was about being passive about things. But guess what I didn't passively do? Guess. I I don't know. Jumping jacks. Couldn't guess. No, definitely not jumping jacks. I would eat about it. Yeah. I, as my reward for being undervalued, underappreciated, underrespected, overlooked like a doormat, I would just eat about it. And I did very well. I excelled at eating about feelings and pushing everything else down. Yeah. For for literally decades, I would turn to food for comfort whenever I would have one of these uncomfortable interactions where I just wasn't setting my boundaries properly. And, and look, you can't always... Um, you know, avoid uncomfortable interactions, no matter how good your boundaries are. But I just repeatedly like had a pattern of turning to food to soothe myself and make myself feel better. Well, and two, I know it's been a minute. It's been two or three minutes. Yeah. But like during, the, I'm going to say the word, during the pandemic. Yeah. We didn't have to see anybody. I know. It was amazing. We didn't have to assert boundaries because there wasn't anybody to have boundaries I with. I know. Th- this is, might be terrible, but there were some benefits. <laughs> To to not having to see not people. having to tell people what we thought of them. Yeah. But now world's open back up and now we have the opportunity. Yeah, there you to go. To work on boundaries. And so now we're gonna get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. But don't eat meat and potatoes to soothe yourself. No, 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 yeah. no. Um so how do you set boundaries? You and might ask yourself. You might ask yourself. <laughs> and I would like to start by saying it's not a magic trick. It it takes a lot of work and practice. And it it you can't you're not just going to read a few sentences and suddenly like be uh, miraculously good at it. You uh, mean Nike will not just do it? We yeah. can't just say just do it. Just say no to everything. And and you know, come to think of it, most magic tricks take a lot of work and practice to perfect. Oh, also, like just dang. ask a magician. <laughs> um but you know, I've gotten I've gotten pretty good at turning down food and drinks in, in a lot of situations, but there's you know many other aspects of my life that that still need work. And look, I've hit a goal weight, I've I've maintained it for a bunch of years, but I'm this is still a process, and I'm still working on it. So, 
you know, these, these, you know, tips are, are sort of the headlines to get you started thinking about it, but know that, that you are going to have to, you know, just like learning a musical instrument or something like that, you're, you're going to have to practice and uh, to get better at it. So what is the first step, Donald Weigel? So the Junior first, Weigel? The first step, Donald Junior Weigel Weigel. Or, <laughs> no, Donald Weigel Junior Weigel. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even Donald know my Weigel own name. I don't even know my own name. <laughs> Give yourself permission to focus on yourself. That and- sounds gross. <laughs> Well, uh, if that sounds gross to you, uh, then we can relate. But a lot of the time, we stretch our boundaries or postpone setting and enforcing boundaries because we feel guilt or fear of a negative response. Like, we just don't want to, like, engage in conflicts. (laughs) But in reality, boundaries not only contribute to healthy relationships with others, but they bolster self-respect and self-love. So it can feel really great to actually assert your boundaries and and do something for yourself. And, you know, the first step on this, you know, I hate to be hokey, but the first step on this journey is really giving yourself permission to do that. Yeah, and I think that that, like, it, it can be very stressful. Like, who has time to think about oneself? Like, right. isn't Candy Crush more fun than actual introspection into my life? Right, and isn't it better that I focus on the needs and happiness of others around right. me? Right, I'm a, I'm a giving person. Yeah. So I have a, a two-step process, or four steps. I don't remember how many steps there are. We'll figure it out at the <laughs> there's end. A, there's, a, there's a certain Few number steps. of steps. Yeah, Yeah. it's more of like a uh, gradual a, incline. A vague... <laughs> <laughs> nebulous number of steps that you need to take. Okay, so so the first one is the, the again that self awareness. So again, you might say, "Ew, that sounds gross." Where do I get that from? Who who do can I just buy some? Um, so so here is what I would do in terms of looking at boundaries. It can be really hard if if we were just like, okay, next time someone asks you to do something, just say, kiss my grits or no is also a thing that <laughs> right. someone might say. Like, no, I'll just say no to everything. That'll be fun. <laughs> the the ever popular kiss my grits yeah. in 2023. Exactly. So the first step is, again, we're going to go back in time uh, to a previous experience in your life where you might have felt stressed out or all those things about like the poor boundaries thing where Donald was like, oh, yeah, nope, that's me. I feel attacked. Why are you doing that to me? Yeah. So um, notice uh, an old stressor, some, a time when you were asked to volunteer for something, a time when you felt like you had to hold your tongue and not tell someone what you thought, or a time where you were overworked or felt you know, like your time wasn't being used well or you were being disrespected, uh, a time that you dreaded. Can you think of all of those times, Donald? Is it all coming back to you now? I keep a journal of times Your grievance. that I dreaded, so, <laughs> and I like revisit it frequently so that I never let go of the rage. Okay, so good. That's a good first step. <laughs> it's very healthy. So, so I use the word stressor, but Donald used rage, yeah, so okay. that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so um, really think about, and this is what I learned about myself, it takes time for me to process how I'm feeling about something because yeah. when I feel big feelings, like fork stab is a feeling that I feel <laughs> quite often. Yeah. It takes time for me to process why was the fork stabbing what you were thinking about? So uh, how did you feel compromised? And this was something from the Gottman Institute. There are printables online, um, and we've talked about it before, of why did you feel that big feeling? Why? What prompted that that feeling? So 
So did you feel disrespected, judged, trapped, manipulated, excluded, um, like your time wasn't respected? Really think of specifically about what the problem was. So I know I've used this example before, but um, I have, uh, let's call it them a sibling. We'll just say a sibling. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I like how you saved it Bru- at the end. Sibling. <laughs> my bra sibling. My sibling. We'll keep it like that. Um, but they uh, would say like, "Oh, hey, I'm coming into town this week." I'm like, okay, great. I that means for me, people pleaser. I need to make time. I need to not plan anything else and wait for them right. sit, to find the time. Sit staring at your phone, waiting for the text or the call. Right. Right. So it would be, and and this would actually happen. Hey, I'm coming into town. I'll give you a call. Monday comes, no call. Tuesday, oh, I know. I'll I'll call you later after I'm done hanging out with my friends. And then another, oh, maybe we'll hang out tomorrow. Maybe, 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 maybe. And all week I'm sitting there not making plans, not going to the grocery store, waiting. Oh, I've got to make myself available. And then being like at an afterthought Friday, oh, I'll stop by for 10 minutes while I'm headed out of town. Right. I would feel resentful. I would feel like, oh, this always happens to me. Now my whole week is ruined. I can't believe it, which actually happened many, many times. And when I stop and think about it, what I actually was doing was just pausing my life to accommodate their schedule. Yeah. That make that made me feel disrespected. It made me feel like my time wasn't important. And it also made me just stop my entire life waiting for someone else to fit me into their schedule. Once I realized that I had agency and could just pull back and go like, that doesn't work for me. When you keep putting me off, I feel like my time is wasted. And yeah. that was a really big issue for me. So understanding the the stressor, ooh, the sibling, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the brother is coming into town. Yeah. And what is making me feel compromised is I feel like my time isn't being respected and I feel like an afterthought on their trip. And so, you know, this is all part of uh, step two in the article, which is to practice self-awareness. And... Uh, the author says you need to acknowledge your feelings and honor them. Like try to understand what makes you feel safe, what makes you feel uncomfortable. And remember that boundaries can shift and change as you grow. Right. So I have, I have had this relationship with my brother as long as they have been a brother to me. Right. And I have the opportunity. Nearly their whole lives. Nearly their whole lives. Yeah. Um, But I have the opportunity just because you have a longstanding boundary issue doesn't mean that you don't have the right to change your mind over time or change your opinion on something and assert your need. So for me, just understanding that it was a waste of my time, I felt stressed out and I felt compromised and then I would eat about it. Now that I know that, I go, how could I make this different? What would make me feel respected? What would make me feel not judged? What would make me feel included? What would make me feel like my time wasn't wasted? And reversing those, like if you felt bad, what would be the opposite of that? That is a way to help yourself understand what you need to feel like your limits are. Yeah, absolutely. So we think that is enough valuable information for one <laughs> week. We are going to I mean, sp- is it too much valuable information? I think it's the perfect oh, amount. Oh, the perfect amount of valuable perfect information. Amount of That's right. Valuable information on boundaries. So we are going to save the rest for the next episode. So while in the interim you're like, Catherine and Donald, what do I do with all my free time now? <laughs> think about how you can apply these uh, boundary suggestions into your life. 
does it resonate with you? Just sort of pay attention for the next week of how you feel when you're interacting with other people, what situations you get in, and uh, and and save all that valuable stuff up for next week. Yeah, you can you can get excited yes. with the anticipation that there's so much more coming in terms of uh, boundaries. Of next boundaries week. and how to integrate them, how to understand them. So, uh, so yeah. So thank you so much for listening to part one. Yes, thank you very much for listening. We are grateful as always. Uh, and uh, we have many more episodes. Uh, we are uh, approaching 290, mm-hmm. if you can believe Wowzers. it, episodes of this show. Uh, and uh, they are all available on all of the major podcast platforms wherever you found this episode, and they're also available at any time on our website, weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can head over to that link for Join Our Support Group. To find out more about Wolt Place, We Only Look Thin Place is our Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for accountability, check Seconds, and honest conversations about boundaries and asserting them. So we have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Walt Place is right for you. Whatever your plan, join us there. We're there to support one another, uh, not just in calories and points, but also on mindset. So check it out. Check it out. Indeed. And you can also check us out on social media. We are at We Only Look Thin on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you could also send us an email. Uh, we have an email address of weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We would appreciate compliments. We would appreciate episode suggestions. We have uh, turned many listener emails into episodes of this show. If you have questions, we might turn that into an episode of the show, uh, or we might just answer it. <laughs> uh, so uh, write us to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yep, and if you're you're feeling uh, anxious to bring more to We Only Look Thin, you can always head over to Apple Podcast. Leave us one of those fun ratings and reviews. Not only does it let us know that what we're doing is making a difference in your life. Like, in all honesty, I know I say this every single week, but it really does let us know that what we're doing is making a difference. And it also helps uh, us boost us in the ratings when other people are looking for inspirational podcasts like ours. So take an extra minute, head over there. We would really appreciate it. Yes, indeed. And we would also really appreciate if you would just tell somebody about the show. Uh, word of mouth really is one of the best ways in which the show grows. People that you know personally value your opinion. And if you can recommend us to somebody, that really is, you know, that's like the the gold seal of approval. Yeah. Uh, uh, or if you're on uh, an internet group such as a Facebook group or uh, a Discord server or a Reddit group and the opportunity comes up for you to give us a shout out, that also really helps the show grow and we appreciate it. It sure does. So if you're trying to think about things that involve the perfect amount of information, (laughs) just remember that Catherine and I are an an inspiration The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. 
you should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.